is where the party is at. We love hearing speakers at our meetings and wanted to continue the conversation and dig a little deeper. So we came up with the Chapel Mops After Party Podcast. Your hosts, Barkley and me, Summer. Welcome to the Chapel Mops After Party. Hey, oh. <laughs> I'm so, just going to do something different every time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So it's, it's April. It is. And you know what that is? Happy spring in Chicago because it's so beautiful here. <laughs> wait, wait. Happy winter, you mean? Oh, have you seen uh, people have been posting like the true Chicago seasons and we're in like second winter right now. Second winter. <laughs> I don't I mean, awful. like it just doesn't just even. just snow. Yes. Like. Not fun. Not fun at all. No. Well, today we have Diane Dunlap from our MOPS group. She has graciously runs our finances all while being a full-time mom, running a successful direct sales team, and coaching as a certified Enneagram coach. Mm -hmm. She's also one of our number one cheerleaders for this podcast, so we couldn't wait to have her on. Okay. Absolutely. It's funny because I think... We talked about Enneagram at Mops like mm-hmm. years ago, right? And you just loved it, and now you're a coach. Yes. Okay, wait, right? let, me, where it's let me, let me, let me, look. There's so there's, so we, Christine and I talked about Enneagram, and we talked about doing it for steering, and we put out like, like a book about it or some like information. She literally read the podcast, whole podcast. Maybe you share the book. We were, gonna, we were gonna learn the Enneagram together, and. In my we gave two, you like a few days. It was two and a half days. And so then I read it almost, yeah, I rode the whole road back to you, 250, 280 page book, whatever, just to make sure that I knew what we were talking about. Because I don't like, I'm one of my gifts is teaching. So I wanted to make sure that I actually was teaching well. the correct information that people were learning correctly. Yes. So she literally came to steering with all that research mm-hmm. and we were like um you are like now the expert like for you've this. actually surpassed our knowledge yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we just like gave a little bit like this is this and then she like became an expert mm-hmm. amazing. it's amazing how god directed me that way too because i never would have thought that it would have been something that i would have pursued right all right well if you've been listening to us you know how we love the enneagram and so we had die come talk to our mops group was that last week? I don't know. I'm losing all track of time. Last no, week, right? Two weeks. Last week. so two, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yep. Uh, we held an evening event where we just shared what the Enneagram was and what it was about. So if you haven't, check out our Instagram page and you can watch Die. It should be up there. Um, but we just want to go further with Die this morning. Okay. That. So Die. Let's jump right in. Yeah. Tell us about yourself first. Okay. All right. Well, obviously, thanks for having me because I'm truly honored. Um, <laughs> my gosh. I go by Di. She's yeah. our number one fan, guys. She is. Number she one. like will listen to the podcast <laughs> and she will like give us the biggest yes, encouragement. Yes, I was just informed that I didn't respond on the last one. I know. We so, got to get caught up. I'm going to have to get caught up. But yes, I've heard them all. I always <laughs> listen to them all. I love it. Uh, I've been married for 16 years to Chris. We live in McHenry. Uh, I've got two kids, Aubrey, who's 13, and Tyler, who's 10. Um, I taught high school chemistry and biology. Um, I've been leading a team of women for 21 years now and wanted to learn more about them and more about me. I just didn't understand women and all those feelings that they had. And so (laughs) they weren't like me at all. So when the Enneagram came in my life, basically about four years ago, I think that was, um, then when I heard my number, which is an eight, um, when I heard that conflict is connection, 
And that's not for any other number, you guys. Conflict is not connection for most people. Uh, but conflict is connection for me. It literally changed my life. It made me realize that there were you know, more people in the world like me and made me feel not so alone. Female eights can get very lonely if they let themselves. So yeah, I became certified through your Enneagram coach in June of last year and um, just to help coach others to learn more about themselves and the rest is history. Now I've used it as a tool to better all of my relationships. And I mean all and to continue to allow you know God to work on me through it. Yeah. How um, long did you teach? I taught for two years only. Two years. I started making more with my direct sales business. I was gonna say, what made you lead? Yeah, okay, I was so you making lead. more in direct sales, working fifteen hours a week, earned okay. a car, did all that stuff, and so right. then I ended up only teaching for two years. Interesting. Retired Amazing. at twenty-five. Yeah. Motivated. Retired at twenty-five. <laughs> driven. Eight. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> driven. Yes. 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 Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So we know there's a lot to the Enneagram system and I don't know, do you call it a system? Is that a fair word? I don't know. I like your personality wisdom. That's what I like. Okay. Personality Um, wisdom. I love it. And we only have so much time with you this morning. So this is just going to be kind of a brief outline of what the Enneagram is. And we just want you guys to know the reason that we love it so much is how much it helps with relationships and yourself, Mm -hmm. how, how to, Um, you know, we've talked about better understanding your spouse, and this is just one of the ways we feel like it's helped us really know ourselves one and be able to figure out our spouse and how to love them and our love our kids and love our friends. Yes. Right. Yeah. I I would say it's definitely been a a huge tool in my life just to understand and put words to the feelings and emotions that I feel. And then also help me to understand the people around me and to love them the best way is like, I can. And so there's many tools that we can use, um, the five love languages and the Myers-Briggs, but Enneagram, I have really found, um, I've really enjoyed its helped in mm-hmm. big ways. Mm-hmm. So, Well, one of the biggest differences between Enneagram and Myers-Briggs, Strength Finders, DISC, and all that is that it allows you to have a growth path and to see the rumble strips of when you're more stressed and allows you then to have, it's got more mobility in it mm-hmm. as opposed to like DISC and Strength Finders. They tell you what, what you are, are yes. you know, it doesn't right. there's yeah. no path of how you can become a better version of yourself. Yes. Really. Yes. Yes. I think yeah. one problem that some people have with the Enneagram is it just one, you can't label someone like Correct. it has to be a journey. Someone has to discover on their own of what their number is, but also we want to make it clear that it's not, um, a way to shame somebody like, Oh, you're being so Mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. or it's not a way to make an excuse for a behavior either um what it is is a way to reflect on yourself yeah. and like why do i do this mm-hmm. why am i why is this triggering me so and it just helps you discover those things about yourselves and like you said help you grow yes. and hopefully improve mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. relationships not make excuses or call people out or make shame people about things so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that's clear. Yeah, so yeah. Um, we do know and want to be um, open that sometimes in the church, Enneagram can be a little bit of a, I don't know, kind of a hot button topic. And yes. so we kind of want to just address what, how the church, or what do you think about the church and the Enneagram, Enneagram. and that okay. whole argument. Well, since I'm I know an eight, you have course, some things to say about it, in. Okay. <laughs> love jumping in as an eight into the big guns. Let's go right away. And do yeah, uh, it's my kind of talk. Uh, so let's just start with you know I get it. I get why people are so you know believe it's controversial. You know the symbol looks sketchy. It's believed to have been developed by non Christians. 
uh, if you use it incorrectly, like you were saying, as a weapon, you know, yeah. um, or as, you know, excuses or as your own personal Bible, you know, of how to be, then yes, like I said, you know, I get why this is uh, controversial for sure. The big thing I want to talk about, though, is that we use the Bible as instruction and you use the Enneagram for understanding, Okay, it is just a tool. We get to understand, you know, how different people act with their different personalities through the Enneagram when they're in stress, when they're happy and healthy, you know, etc. But we go to the Bible for instruction. You know, how do we live? How do we love? How do we handle disappointment? How do we treat people? How do we behave? How do we handle anger, handle judgment? You know, the Enneagram is not a roadmap on how to live. The Bible teaches us how to live. Mm-hmm. We use the Enneagram to understand people better than we use the Bible as a roadmap to allow Jesus, you know, to be part of transforming us into the best versions of ourselves. So again, it's just a tool for understanding, not instruction of how to be. And this is where, you know, many can kind of mess it up. When you teach on the Enneagram, you actually teach from your worldview. And so you're going to, every teacher of teaching Enneagram is going to teach it differently because just like when you parent, you parent from your number, you coach your kids from your number, which is something we can talk about at another time if we have time, but, um, which is important to know, you know, uh, there is a great article that I'm going to have you guys put in the show notes. That's Mm -hmm. called should Christians use the Enneagram? Mm -hmm. And, um, it's from an amazing group that I actually became certified with, which is um, your Enneagram coach. And I think, again, it does a great job explaining this topic even more. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, my last thoughts on that, you know, is as a Christian, I truly believe, you know, we need Jesus to set us free. You know, the fall caused a brokenness inside of us. We need Jesus to break into us and rescue us. You know, sin is the problem, not our personality. Uh, we all are looking to be free, and if you're ever if you're ever really um, you're reading any self help books, you know how hard and truly exhausting it can be, you mm-hmm. know, to fix yourselves in your own flesh. Have you guys ever read a self help book that you know? I love self help books. No. I love absolutely <laughs> not. I hate self help. That I can talk Enneagram numbers. I love all of those love responses. Them. I cannot that even tell you. That might speak to our numbers right there. There we go. <laughs> all right. So it's very easy for us so to see our shortcomings and the mistakes we make. And as humans, we naturally go to guilt, shame, anger, like you were saying, Barclay, yeah. and condemnation. But the Holy Spirit just prompts us, reminds us, and guides us back into His care. And mm-hmm. so Beth McCord, the leader of um, YEC, you know. She talks about the Enneagram being a non-judgmental friend that tells you when you're doing well and when you're not. So then yeah. you can ask yourself, you know, how yeah. can you reflect God mm-hmm. in your life, you know, with the assistance of this tool of the Enneagram, you know, reflect his love through yourself and glorify him through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think also another good thing about the Enneagram is that um, because it's not necessarily tied to Christianity, it's a good way to talk with friends, but get to a deeper level where yeah. deeper conversations can come mm-hmm. from that and be like, mm-hmm. here's something you struggle with. And you can kind of bring Jesus into yeah. that. Like, here's our savior you know, who can help you through some it. of these, a lot of the resource, we'll share some resources later. Cause we're just kind of touching on it. And we want you guys to do your own journey and dig farther into it. But, um, some of them, you know, you read it, there's no talk of, religion in it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very more just discovering yourself and your behaviors and your thoughts. And then, I don't know, it's a good way to start conversation and yeah. get deeper with friends and, yeah. and understanding people bring Jesus and into that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and yeah. then, well, I know John 17, 14 through 15, this is referenced in that article that I'm going to think. It says right in there that, you know, Jesus calls us to be in the world, not of it, to transform culture with his presence. And so if we separate ourselves out from, if we just make ourselves our own group of Christians, yeah. you know, you're limiting how God can use 
all this information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the article also talks about how Paul, you know, in the Bible and Acts, he talks about how he quoted two Greek poets and, you know, um, connects them to Jesus. He just is not afraid in the Bible to take a non-Christian resource, grab what's true in it, and then connect it to Jesus. Mm, that's yeah. cool. So that's it's really a really neat article to read for sure. So cool. All right. Now All right. we're going to jump into each of the numbers. Okay. So I know a lot of our MOPS moms are wondering like where they want to know more and they, mm-hmm. they're wondering what um, number they are. And so mm-hmm. we thought, let's give like a brief overview of each of the numbers. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, which yeah. number are you going to start with? Okay. I'm, I'm well, you know which one know. I'm going to start with. But real quick, before you guys, if you um, haven't taken a test or know what your number is yet, I will tell you, it can be a journey. Some people, like Barkley, oh, I mean, wow. it took her a while to get to her number. And so, and I mean, even the godmother of Enneagram, you know, Suzanne, Suzanne Sabiel, she talked about how she mistyped her kid most of their life. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, that's and a whole other thing. when I took the test, it told me I was a different number than I am. But it was like, it told me I was a two. Okay. And I, um, every time I've taken book, it, it's never told me seven. Yeah, that's so. But I, after reading the, the test, book, I was like, yeah, yeah I don't like I know. any of the tests. I'm going to put in the show I notes also. I feel like also. the test can one. narrow it down maybe for mm-hmm. you within yeah. like three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then it's more a journey and you need to read some of the resources we'll share and yeah. really discover yourself yeah. in mm-hmm. it. I love I just, the podcast resources we'll share because yeah. those are ones you can, you find your people. Yeah. yeah. Like when I was listening to the eight, I'm like, You're oh like, my gosh, I want to hang out with these people. They get me. There's more people like me. Yay. And so, yeah. That's definitely so. Okay, so jumping into it, but yeah, so the test we'll leave a we'll leave a thing for it. But I am not a big fan of the test. Actually, what I like having people do actually is in the road back to you. They he Ian Cron actually has twenty questions on each number, and so they say just to kind of go through any of the Enneagram tests and these questions, like you're back in your mid twenties before you're tainted from the world, mm-hmm. and then be able to, you know, answer the questions yes or no, and then you can kind of get more of an idea of which one is really speaking, you know, your language. And then live mm-hmm. in that number for a little bit. Mm-hmm. See how it goes. Put it on for size. See or at least works. narrow it down to a couple. Because yeah. yes. mm-hmm. I remember doing the test, I'd read it and be like, well, in this case, I would maybe do this. But then I, I'm like, I can't do yes or no. It's too hard. Yes. That's why I'm like, I don't like the test. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Whatever you're feeling in that moment. Right. Maybe. But yes. I feel like it will tell you the percentage you are of each number based yeah. on it. So you can look at like yeah. the top three yeah. and be like, all right, let me dig into those a little right. farther. Yeah. And like for myself, like a two and a nine are very similar mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. does narrow it down to like certain numbers. And you usually know what numbers you definitely aren't. Correct. So, yeah. Definitely yeah. get them yeah. out for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, twos and nines, twos the most common mistype in any church. Yes. Women in church. Yeah. That's the most common mistype number mm-hmm. is they think mm-hmm. they're twos and they're, they're Yeah. Not. So if you get right. two, maybe dig a little farther. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And All right, what are you starting reach with out here? To me too. Okay, so well, let me tell you guys basically the basics of the enneagram here. Okay. Okay. So ennea means nine in Greek, and gram is just means a drawing. You know, so it's a nine-point drawing that shows how all the nine types kind of connect to each other. Uh, each type has different core motivations that make your type different from the other types. Right. So enneagram is based on why you do something, what you're motivated by. So it cannot be guessed. You know, a big no-no is guessing someone's number. They need to discover it on their own, as Barkley mm-hmm. was saying. Yeah. Behavior does not show your type. Your motivations do. So when you're watching people and you think you know their number, just kind of step back from it and kind of observe because a lot of times you're going to be wrong because many of the personality types, I don't want to say put on a show, but they have, you know, their motivations are causing them to say and do things and behave, you know, act the way that 
they're protecting their their core fears. Mm-hmm. So and you might think, not get like the I've full heard image. people say, "Oh, well, I used to be this, and now mm-hmm. I'm more this." Like, yeah, it doesn't no, change. Doesn't no, so I think that's why that. I've heard people say they're two numbers. I was like, "Well, those, like, those don't, no, that doesn't work." Yeah, so I think people are <laughs> yeah. missing that you really have to look at this core motivation of why you're making the decisions you make, why you're struggling with whatever this is because that's really going to nail down mm-hmm. one number consistently yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So, okay. So then let's see here. One thing I do want to say though, you were, um, we were talking before this and you were talking about how, you know, there's this whole paragraph here when we're talking about what we get, you get bogged down by the negative parts of your number. Yeah. Right. And so, what I want to say about that is that everybody knows themselves based on what you get wrong. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. it's the easiest thing to say, you know, we don't know ourselves based on what we get right. But so the best part of you can also be the worst part of you, but we don't want to get rid of that. So we need to learn how to be more like Jesus. And that's Mm -hmm. why this tool can be so great for that Mm -hmm. to do that. But all right. So I'm going to go through and talk about, there's going to be, four different core motivations that everybody has, all right? And there's going to be a sheet that I'm going to attach to the podcast. Also, I know lots of attachments here that you guys are going to get for resources and such. But it goes through the core motivations of the core fears, desires, weakness, and longing. And remember, every number has a core motivation. So you're not going to, when people think there are more than one number or they can change, there's been so many, you know, test studies done specifically by Suzanne Stabile saying that, you know, if your husband comes back from war and he all of a sudden is acting like a completely different person, it's not that he's a different number, it's that he's living his stress number. Like PTSD Mm -hmm. actually taught her and showed her, if I'm getting this right, that, you know, People can live in that stress number so much that they appear to be a completely different person, yeah. mm-hmm. yet they are the same person when they get healthy again, then they can come back to mm-hmm. that regular core number that they are. You right. are yes. what you are, what you are. Yeah. So once you figure it out, you know. Mm-hmm. If you take the test and you're reading parts of it and you want to cry or you're not happy with parts of it, it's pretty likely you found your number. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's kind of how <laughs> that's kind of how the Enneagram works. So yeah. My business is actually called Having Any of Fun because I like to make personal growth fun because there's so much of this, like I said, that can be seen as more negative or bog you down. Right. But we don't want that. We want this to be an exciting journey of becoming the best version of yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As an awareness strip. Okay? Absolutely. So, again, we'll keep the, the time good here. But we are going to start with number eight because um, if you don't start with eight, those of you who are listening who are eights, you won't listen to me. Because <laughs> I know this because I am an eight. And Which I'm going to say a side note. She listens to, like, podcasts on the um the faster speed like Always. it's so it's talking really fast because that's the way I she lives listen to beth mccord on two times the speed the whole oh, way yeah. Yeah. yes yeah. that's probably yes yes and so there is a half <laughs> speed if i talk too quickly just so you There's know yeah so when I, really I when i not wait to hear what i sound like on half speed Cannot wait. <laughs> That's, I didn't realize there yes. was that. And so funny. when I leave her a message, I try to talk really fast because I'm like, she's You don't she's need to. A, I'm listening I'm, it on three times. And okay, I true. think it's true. important to know why are you saving the seven for last? <laughs> oh, yes. The sevens could save for last because they will, if you tell them right away, they're going to get so distracted that they're not even going to listen to listen anymore. They're anything done. Anything else. Okay. They're bored. They're <laughs> done. They already know I, themselves. And so I kind of agree with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny ladies. All right. So then, okay, going into eight. I'm just going to tell you guys just a couple things about it. And then I do want to just hit on quickly the weakness, the desire, and the fear of each one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So eights. All right. They're the protective challenger. Healthy eights are great friends, exceptional leaders, and champions 
ingredients for those who cannot fight on their own behalf. They're high voltage people, the highest energy out there. (laughs) They want to be where the action and energy are. They get their energy from conflict. Remember, conflict is connection. Conflict? This is foreign to me. Foreign to me. (laughs) It's not to me. I never understood why people couldn't handle it. Well, I think this is important to point out, like, especially in our journey with our friendship with Di specifically. And this is, I want to show you how this tool can be so helpful because and I know we've shared before, but summer is a nine. I am a seven and conflict and we like to run away from conflict. (laughs) Both of us. I will chase you down. And so (laughs) it was interesting when we learned um, about Di and her number and just our years of friendship, she would specifically say, no, I like this when you do. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, and mm-hmm. it just gave us permission and safety in that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we mean by the Enneagram can be such a great tool because you learn what that person needs to have a great friendship and free up some of the insecurities yeah. or yeah. fears you're having. Mm-hmm. And it just, I don't know, it's helped it's us. Green. It is. Well, it's helped us understand you, Di, like mm-hmm. in a way yeah. that's mm-hmm. like when you would, if I challenged you and you came back and you're like, I'm so glad you did challenge me. And mm-hmm. I was like, you you liked when I challenged you? Mm-hmm. And it was like affirming to me like, yes, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. you can challenge someone and mm-hmm. it's okay. Mm-hmm. They'll still like you. And so yes. it was eye-opening to me. Well, it so. was challenged with love. If you yes. come at as an, an eight, challenging yes. you. <laughs> That's a totally different thing. So so not even being mean about it, but just hearing that that was loving to you. If we share that, Mm -hmm. we needed to hear that in order to, for our friendship to be more sincere. Yeah. Yes. So I'm for the Enneagram eights out there. Mm -hmm. When you like, if you are challenging someone back, like talk to them about it, like Mm -hmm. say, encourage them if they have something to say as on Enneagram nine, I want peace. And so when she gave me the permission that to speak into her life Mm -hmm. and say what I want, Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, Mm -hmm. but it helped me understand you so much and grow closer to you because Mm -hmm. you gave me that permission. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and also if they are, you come back at us, we can know, okay, well, this is her trying to be loving and make, you know, like it can Mm -hmm. also make us not be so sensitive to things too. Yes. Yes. Um, And that's the biggest thing. People think that eights like conflict. Right. We don't like conflict at all. That's why we address it because everyone else puts it under the rug or runs away from it. Mm -hmm. So we are the ones that like, no, 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 no. I, I always joke that I see the spark or the smoke, but I don't see fire. Most people see fire and turn away from it or put a rug over it and hope it went away, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so that's what's really important to know. And so when you're talking to an eight, yes, less words, you know, and faster <laughs> is always better. But we can we can be healthy in our number two, you know, where yeah. we can listen at your pace. And so um, everyone's growing there for sure. Yes. But yeah. yeah. So, okay. So yeah, we get that energy from conflict. Um, we want to be told the truth. Like Summer was saying, it's like, just tell me the truth. You know, in in a nice and kind, loving way. We yeah, just not a combative way, but correct, direct. Yes, a direct, direct. If you're competitive, competitive yeah. with a unhealthy eight, good luck. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. all I can say with that because anger is the very first response. It comes out immediately, but it can go away quickly too. Mm-hmm. Usually, okay. Um, the other thing though about the eights is. They have a very tender side. We have a very tender side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have to trust you in order for you to see that side. Right. And I mean, literally, you guys, I, I cry every day. You, yes. I've said that. I mean, you there's- You get tears in your eyes and- All wow. the time. If I see somebody who is a, you know about to start crying, and I know that this is not a normal thing for an eight that I've realized, that kind of goes into the instinctual subtypes. That's a real you know deep, 
dark, not dark. It's a harder part, a I should say. Part, like, yeah. It's definitely deep into it. Understanding that more because I'm a one-to-one eight. And so I definitely make sure that I, you know, look into my emotion and just say, but I, but my core motivation is you're going to hear in a minute is I don't want to be vulnerable and I don't want to be seen as weak. So even me just saying that I tear up at something on silly Facebook Stupid videos or the like up. Mother's Day videos. Mother's oh my gosh, she all hates them. those. Come in communion. I'm just like, get me out of here. Like seriously, I want to run away, but I'm like, okay, no, you can sit here. This is a good thing. These are happy, happy emotions, you know, because um, it's it's a whole other topic too of like time orientation and what your every number has a repressed part and. My repressed, uh, three sevens and eights are actually repressed in their feelings. And so I do first, I think second, and then I have to remind myself I'm supposed to have feelings. Hence mm-hmm. why I wanted to learn this in the beginning with all my women on my team, because yeah. I didn't understand how they spoke in feelings, because I didn't understand how to do the mm. feelings. Yeah, so, and I think your last thing. as eight specifically, and as specifically as women, sometimes get a bad rap of being mm-hmm. not... Names. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, maybe the men sometimes more get like the leadership or the strong, but yeah. women get kind of get. And so we wanted to make sure that we say, what are the great things? Mm-hmm. Why do we need this number in our life? Okay. Because. Well, yes. Yeah, some of the, I have a list of like the strengths and stuff that it's actually in this. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to give this one out, but this is a parenting brochure oh. with Enneagram. And so, but in eights, these are strengths you can build on as a parent if you're a parent and you are an eight. So your kids are not eights. This is you parenting as an eight. Strengths you can build on. And I think it's awesome because it also, you know, talks about why we need them, okay? They're yeah. protecting. Well, I didn't go through the motivation yet. Let me do that because then I'll, I'll end on that if that's okay. okay. Yeah. So the weakness of the eight, we we're talking about me so much. Um, okay. Is um, lust and excess is the weakness, okay? The core weakness. Constantly desiring intensity, control, and power, pushing yourself willfully on life and people in order to get what you desire. The fear of the aid is being weak, powerless, harmed, controlled, vulnerable, manipulated, and left at the mercy of injustice, mm-hmm. right? And their core desire is protecting themselves and those in your, their inner circle. If you are an aid's friend, you have nothing to be worried about, <laughs> okay? They will take care of you to the death. Mm-hmm. And then so, yeah, so definitely strengths that we can build on as eights. We're protecting, um, uphold truth and justice, loyal to trusted people, empowering to others, natural leaders, direct, bold, and compassionate. Those are the biggest parts of the eight. Yeah. I know mm. if you, like specifically, we uh, took a trip with Di, and if you have an eight friend, they will make sure you have everything you need and take care of you and We'll say, oh, well, this is not working. All right, let, send me in. I'll get, I'll take care. You know, everything is taken care of and uh-huh. we need eights. We yes. need that person. And yes. I think it helps because sometimes an eight can be hard or scary to know or mm-hmm. be friends with because mm-hmm. you're like, I don't know. They're kind of, but when you do this and you learn this, it, you help us understand. It's totally. Yes. Yeah, and I know this is the number that we probably are going to go into a lot. Obviously our yeah, numbers on these, but yeah. I know there's a lot of women yeah. though that, are intimidated by eights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sure. I, I was intimidated by you first. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> when I first met you. And you know what's so interesting is most people will tell me they intimidate me and it literally breaks my heart. Oh, like it's yeah. hard to hear that. But, yeah. But it's so it's so true. You have this because it's I don't want to say stoic, because I'm I wing seven. That's what we're gonna talk about a little later. So I've got that enthusiastic side of me mm-hmm. too. But it, it's just, oh my gosh, you 
you don't know how to overcome that because of the directness. And depending mm-hmm. on where they're coming from when they're number two, mm-hmm. you know, if you're more avoiding conflict, you're right. going to want to avoid me at all costs if you see mm-hmm. me as a loose cannon or yeah. someone mm-hmm. that's harder to be around. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I just really challenge everyone out there. If you are an eight, give yourself some grace. Yes. And also, if you have... If you don't have any aid friends, I suggest you go get some. I'm not just talking about myself. It's just we are loyal and yeah. trustworthy. Mm-hmm. We speak only. I mean, when we're I healthy, love the truth. I, I mean, oh. I think once I understood an yeah. eight and who they are, I'm like, they are, they are yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. They, to have done. a friend as an eight is amazing too mm-hmm. just they're mm-hmm. they're loyal they're mm-hmm. they're for you they are you especially are such a great um like a counselor almost like you'll be like oh don't think this way think mm-hmm. that you know like mm-hmm. you help people get out of their heads you're mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. thank you yeah. Thank you for that. It's been yeah. a lot of work because well, all the names you were saying people call eight, yeah. that was half of my life. <laughs> yeah. And then my Well, I think that's important. So if people this. out there have an eight friend or know, they're like, and I've tried to stay clear, maybe take time to, to get, to, get know to know them. Yeah. yeah. And introduce them to the Enneagram because it's changed my life so much and I know it will change mm-hmm. other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of my coaching clients that yeah. I coach are actually eights. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Because they, yeah. Because they're like, more. Help, help me understand Yeah, exactly. This. Help me. No, help it's more help me understand all these other people. Oh, yeah, right. They're necessarily themselves, but other people. <laughs> and if you're a heavy feelings person, get yourself an eight to kind of pull you pull yes. you out of that yes. a little yes. bit. Some of my yeah. favorite people I hang around are twos. And oh, that yeah. is those feeling, touchy-feeling yeah. people, you know. But eights and, stru- and health actually go to two. They go and to so two. They are such helpers. We want to be around them mm-hmm. to kind of learn how to be the best version of ourselves, I yeah. think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what's right. next, girly? Maybe. Okay. So, we're moving on to nine. Moving on to <gasps> summer's number. Nine? Summer's oh, favorite. my gosh. Yes, I can't yes, wait. Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, type nine. Hold on. Let me get all these organized here. All right. Type nine is the peacemaker. Okay. Healthy nines are natural mediators. They see and value the perspective of other people and can harmonize irreconcilable points of view. They need to avoid conflict at all costs. And I mean at all costs. Uh, they see themselves in all aspects of the Enneagram. Some people who can't figure out their number because they feel like they're parts of everyone. I mean, granted, we all have a little bit of every number in us. It's just when they really feel like they have a lot of it, then they might want to look into the nine motivations more to see if that's more them. They struggle with ambivalence and oftentimes with making a decision because that could cause conflict. Um, But they have thoughts and ideas and they want to get their full sentences out. If you have a nine in your life, let them speak. Let them talk the entire sentence, okay? They do not want to be cut off because as a child, they they were kind of believing that their presence didn't matter. So if you have a nine in your life, help their presence matter by letting them speak. If they make a decision, like when Summer makes a decision, I'm like, we're doing that, even if I don't want to do it. Every part of my eight. <laughs> don't tell me you don't want to do it. it. <laughs> oh, I won't. I won't because I'll adapt. That's what yeah. that's what you do. You know, it's like you want to be, you know, the good friend and and just adapt. And it doesn't doesn't really matter. You make a decision. Dang it, we're going to do it because you made a decision. And that makes a nine feel so loved. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. Um, yeah, so often they struggle with um, making priorities and distractions become something that they struggle with. So their nines are always doing things. Um, their weakness is actually uh, sloth or laziness, which, again, which is sound I hate good. that description because it means something different than you it first does. saying. Well, yeah. just saying yeah. lust is an eight. Yeah. Like I'm walking all over the place lusting after yeah. everyone. You know, yeah. the words are not, I don't like the, the words in here, but it's yeah. the concept behind it of the sloth is, um, it means that, okay, this is the, the core weakness. 
of a nine. Remaining in an unrealistic and idealistic world in order to keep the peace, remain easygoing, and not be disturbed by their anger. Feeling asleep to their passions, abilities, desires, needs, and worth by merging with others to keep peace and harmony. Because it's all about that peaceful nature. So everything goes back to that core motivation of keeping the peace, right? Their core fear is being in conflict. Again, tension or discord, feeling shut out and overlooked, losing connection and relationships with others. They desire having inner stability and peace of mind. That is their big desire, right? And um, nines are actually doing repressed. And so that's what kind of goes along with the whole idea of the, the sloth part. Nines are always doing things. It's just they're doing things that aren't as productive or are as needed. Like if they need to work on themselves, they'll find any other job or project to do to work on first because it's easier because they don't want to look at themselves or change something about themselves that could cause conflict with somebody. Conflict, yeah. So it all goes back mm. to that core um, I think motivation. One, I always go back to the movie Runaway Bride and with every one of her perspective spouses mm-hmm. she's picked their favorite eggs as her favorite eggs mm-hmm. and finally she's like i don't even know what my favorite eggs are they yeah. were she was always picking just her husband's because that was yeah yeah like, you gotta look at what you want yes mm-hmm. yes that's yeah julia roberts she definitely right? did she liked the eggs of her fiance and she yeah had like four i was of like them. no you gotta pick what you so. actually like and i think that's you know a nine's always going with what others want instead of what they want sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they also, the aspect of the sloth. So nines, they think, mm-hmm. feel, then they do. Yeah. <laughs> they think and feel so, and think and feel and think and feel and oh yeah, I should do Then something. I need to yeah. act on it. Like processing. It takes mm-hmm. me forever. I have to process, think about it, mm-hmm. feel it. And, and it's like, so like I envy those who can just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of the like, thinking of a sloth moving slowly. They're not. Mm-hmm. Like nines are not moving slowly in their head. Mm-hmm. They're having, they're a thinking of every scenario. On. They're thinking of every way it could go wrong, everywhere, you know, someone's going to be mad at me and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all of those things. Mm-hmm. So it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. They just don't look like they're doing it. But they yeah. are in their mind. Yeah. In their head. They're working it out. <laughs> they're working it out. Yeah, exactly. Well, the strengths to build on for a parent, let's yeah. go there then, um, for a nine, is um, they love unconditionally. They're accepting. They're great listeners. They're fair. They're empathetic, helpful. They value harmonious relationships, very supportive, and they're predictable, okay? yes. which can make mm. people feel more safe, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. all right. Everyone needs a nine in yes. their life. Yes. Everyone needs every number in their life. You really do. Yes. I, there's people who ask, do you better people get together? You know, is, is it a better couple to be certain numbers? And if you are the healthy version of yourself, Jesus is working through you. You can be with any number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay? Totally. Any number. All right? Okay. All right. So then yes. moving along to the one. The one is called the moral perfectionist. They do not like the name of this. Okay. So <laughs> let's get past that. Those of you ones, I'm sorry. Um, there we go. Moral perfectionist. So uh, healthy ones are committed to a life of service and integrity. They strive to fix all that is broken in the world, but the work is never finished. They actually, when they walk in a room, they see everything wrong with the room. So if you have a one in your life, you kind of have to let them fix what they see as not like working or not correct. Even if it's a picture on the wall, mm-hmm. no joke, because it, then it allows them to actually focus on you and what they're doing. They can get so distracted by all the things that are wrong with the world because they want to make the world a better place. They have high expectations of themselves and others. They're terrified of making a mistake. They get the job done. And they're the one, they're the only one that has an inner critic. And Barkley made a great point at our, on the live 
view that the inner critic in their head is saying so many worse things than they're actually verbalizing out loud. And that is so true. So I have one daughter who they say that, um, you know, the ones, they don't like criticism. They're literally criticizing you because that's how they love you. Like, I guess that sounds. It was some podcast and she was just talking about ones hear this critique all the time, like really harsh in their head. So when they are led to share it, they try to soften it thinking they're being loving. And if you're not, if you don't know that person or you don't have a heart for that person, it can, it can mm-hmm. feel critical, mm-hmm. yeah. yep. but to them, they're just trying to love you. Yeah. Yep. And I and think that's you. why mm-hmm. knowing all of this can be important because then you could mm-hmm. see it as loving yep. rather than yeah. critical. Yeah. So, and like you said, they're trying to monitor it a little bit. Yeah. So when they it think sounds they're critical, saying it softer because yep. it's way softer exactly. than what was in her head. Yeah. They're but. not trying to be right. They want to be right with they, what they do. They want to be good and right. That's a big part of their motivations. However, they want to make you better. Yeah. So they think yeah. correcting you is yeah. actually making you better. So right. that is a f- way that they do love you. My mm-hmm. daughter's a one, and I joke around that she loves me a lot <laughs> because of how much she will correct me and tell me what I'm doing incorrectly. So, okay, and eights love that, by the way. Just oh, so you know. yeah, sure. sure. I bet they love it. All right, so this is how God works in us because literally the best way you can be a great parent to any of your children, doesn't matter what their number is, is to learn yourself best. Really right. study yourself, ready, study your number, and understand it, and that's going to help you to be um, the best version best of parents. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay. So then um, ones feel first and then they do. So they feel and then they do and they feel and they do. And the feelings of a one though, you don't see ones with feelings like on their sleeves. Okay. Their feelings is more attached to behavior. So the doing part, it's the only one where like the second one, the doing is actually kind of almost comes across as the first. Yeah, so somewhere we were talking about, yeah, that you were I surprised like, that ones feel first. Yeah, I would think they feel last. Well, they're in the gut triad. Okay. That's another part okay. of it. The eight nines and ones are okay. all in the gut triad with anger. Mm-hmm. So eights explode right away. They're the Mentos in the Diet Coke shook up yeah. and mm-hmm. open. Um, the nines are the Mentos with the Diet Coke totally closed. Their inside is about to explode, but it won't because they want to keep peace. Yes. And they're not aware of the explosive well, nature. Well, when you get <laughs> a nine and explode, you watch out. Yes. We're like the beach ball pushed down in water. Water and yeah. it comes up and you're like, who is this yes. person? Yes. And it's a little scary. Yes, yes. Okay. Where the one is like the Mentos with it half open, they say. Uh, so I'm, it's spewing out some and, you know, keeping yeah, some keeping of it in too. So, but they're thinking repressed in the sense that ones are thinking about one's process out loud. One's twos and sixes process out loud. That's so that's sometimes mean. they're not even, they haven't even thought, because if they're thinking repressed, they yeah. think all the time, mm-hmm. but they're not thinking about, I don't want to say the right thing, but the productive thing. Of They're how to say about, it. Of anything. Of like, like how to say I it in a nicer. Good. Okay. Yeah. I want this to be good. I want this to be right. Mm-hmm. I want, they're, they're overthinking, overanalyzing my all parents, that. My parents, my mom's a nine, mom and dad's a one. And when they've had conflicts or something, my mom just wants, you know, she talk about it. She doesn't want to talk about it. She's pressed. And dad's like, let's sit down and talk about it. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I well, that kind of shows the difference. Well, he needs to talk about it though, because yeah, the one has what, to process out loud. Because yeah. they're thinking repressed. Exactly. A lot of times the things I've heard, and you guys, I am not an expert on this. I just love it and have jumped into it in so many different angles. So, you know, teach me something. But the whole thing about the one is if you want to, um, you know, if they, if they want to get a thought across, they haven't thought the productive thought really a lot in their right. head. Right. Mm-hmm. So they want to talk about it out loud so that they can correct. You know, you know yeah. go through it. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So then the one's weakness is resentment. 
okay? Repressing anger. Remember, they're in the anger gut triad. They're repressing it down. They're kind of holding it down because then they wouldn't look good. They wouldn't look right. My daughter being a one, all her teachers love her because she will not act out at all because she she wants to be seen as the good kid. Mm -hmm. And she's used that word many times. On a side note with that, you're not supposed to type your children. My child, my daughter is a, is she's 13 years old. We've done the test. She is more responsible than a lot of adults I know as a one. Okay. Like I, I would say she's 99% one. So it's kind of hard that I'm saying don't type your children yet. Oh my gosh. If she's any other number and I've told her she could be another number too. I mean, it's not like she even knows all that much about this stuff, but um, I'd be surprised. Yeah. Okay. So the weakness part. Okay. The resentment. Okay. The repressing anger that leads to continual frustration and dissatisfaction with yourself, others, and the world for not being perfect. They just get frustrated, but they keep it inside because they want to be seen as good. Their fear is being wrong, bad, evil, inappropriate, unredeemable, or corruptible. So like disciplining a one is difficult because they've already gone through the self-criticism of everything that they did wrong and they don't want to be seen as the bad kid. So it's almost like you have to build them up Mm -hmm. while you're punishing, you know, like trying Mm -hmm. to figure out the punishment for them. So then the desire of the one is having integrity, being good, balanced, accurate, virtuous, and right. Mm. We want Why to be right. do we need a one in our life? Yes. we. Well, the, the great strengths of the one that you can focus on in um, parenting for sure um, is strong moral compass. They're very analytical. They strive for honor and excellence. They help others see the errors of the world. Mm-hmm. And they uphold justice and principles. So they're going to know the right way to do things, okay? Mm-hmm. They might think there's only one way, and that's an area for growth, you know, for mm-hmm. ones, but mm-hmm. they usually do. Ones mm-hmm. are fighting to make the world a better place yep. and mm-hmm. you a better. So a lot, a lot of times a one. they're yep. right. Yeah. Honestly, a lot ones. of times. I love them all. Kind of know, right? Yes, exactly. All right. All right. Studying this Choosy. one, we all How's know every twos? number in our life, you know? Yeah. Okay, moving on to the twos. The twos. Okay. Mm-hmm. The twos are the helpers, Okay. Um, they love to love. Healthy twos are generous in their efforts to love well and care for others. They are some of the most caring, kind, supportive, upbeat, and tender-hearted people on God's green earth. They're the first responders in a crisis and last to leave a dinner party if there are still dishes to be done. Mm-hmm. They need to be needed. They um, believe that they know best what and what others require. Their superpower is they can literally walk in a room and know exactly who's hurting and can walk right up to them and have a conversation and just be there for them yeah. and fully present in the moment. Um, they're very attuned to other people's pain. Mm-hmm. So that attunement is really, really high for a two. Twos can read, like can read people's mind. Mm-hmm. As crazy as that sounds, mm-hmm. they are really good at reading people's minds, that mm-hmm. attunement part. They know what you want before you Yes, want exactly. Them. Which leads to their sin of the pride. You know, the, mm-hmm. the core weakness of the, the two is a pride where you're denying your own needs and emotions while using your strong intuition to discover and focus on the emotions and needs of others, mm-hmm. confidently inserting your helpful support in hopes that they will say how grateful they are for your thoughtful care. Right? Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. know if you are a two, oh my gosh, we need our twos. We need yes, every we single do. number. Yeah. Twos take criticism the harshest. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you're talking to a two, just be very careful with your words because you can mm-hmm. really, really hurt them mm-hmm. um, with different forms of criticism because their core fear is being rejected, unwanted, being thought worthless, needy, mm-hmm. inconsequential, dispensable, or unworthy of love. So if you're criticizing them, they're not feeling loved or wanted. And so it's literally breaking their hearts. So, um, cause yeah, their core desire then is being appreciated, loved and wanted then. And they're the ones that twos. have a hard time saying no. 
that yes, they, they so, do have a hard time because they just no. want to always be there and helping helping people and mm-hmm. yeah, and they never so. want to take credit for anything they do. No, you don't want to see, see twos no. wanting to be on stage, nope. getting any kind mm-hmm. of focus or attention. I always think that they'd be a great like a CEO assistant. Yeah. You know, they can make them look really great and be feel appreciated, but they don't want anything to do with the spotlight mm-hmm. yeah. usually. So those might be the harder things to hear about. What are the great things? Oh my gosh, great about things the about the two. Twos. Holy cow, I could go on that that one for quite a while on that one. Um, strengths to build on. They are empathetic. They listen really well. Did I do the wrong one earlier? No, I didn't. No. Sorry. Okay. If these are similar to the nine, which is interesting. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Empathetic. Listens well. Engaged. Service-oriented. Supportive. Sensitive to others' needs. They're generous. They're encouraging. And they're considerate. Okay, mm. this is a big, big thing why in the church, most women in the church can have, you know, take on a lot of these yeah, qualities. Take on that, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and also can be seen as those are the qualities they should take on in the church. It's almost like the Proverbs yeah. 31, like the... Yes, the Proverbs yes. 31 woman. woman. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. And so that's why it's important to dive in and learn what your real number is um, if you came up with two, just mm-hmm. to make sure you truly are motivated yeah. by its motivation. Yeah. All right. Three. All right. On to the threes. I am very familiar with threes. I am married to an amazing three. I and so are you. One as well. Barkley. Yes. I'm confirmed, but yes. <laughs> yes my, right? my, father. No. No. <laughs> no. my father is a three. Is okay. a three too. Yes, exactly. And um, the world needs their threes. And a lot of the threes yeah. are on TV. They're on um, the ones no, on Instagram. Threes can and, run the world for yes, sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They um, definitely see, um, see it differently. That's for sure. So, okay, here we go. The threes. Threes are the performer, the successful achiever, right? They, a healthy three loves to set goals, rise to challenges, and solve problems. They, are often, they often think you are what you do. They cast an image of success and achievement to win affirm, adverm, admiration. They love to win, right? They're social chameleons. They're superpowers. They can walk in any room, know exactly who they need to be to honestly gain the respect and love of everyone in the room. Threes do feelings more than have feelings. Often they can mask and postpone feelings so they won't blow their, you know, I have it all together cover. They have amazing talent for multitasking, right? Very efficient, very productive, okay? They do first, they think second, and they feel uh, less. So they're Mm -hmm. feeling repressed. Mm -hmm. I just realized we didn't talk about twos. And what they what they oh, are in their order. So yeah. let me, remind me to come back to that one. Okay, um, they do think feel. So threes are actually feeling repressed. So again, that's the whole thing. You are what you do. They do their feelings instead of having them. If you usually ask a three how they're feeling, they'll talk about what they're doing instead of an actual mm-hmm. feeling. You have mm-hmm. to dive deeper in threes to get the feelings out of them. They are highly necessary in our world, though, yes, for sure. Definitely. Very, very much so. Uh, okay, so the sin of the three is deceit. Deceiving um, themselves into believing that they're only their image that they present to others. Embellishing the truth by putting on a polished persona for everyone, including themselves, to see and admire. So then the fear of the three is being exposed or um, thought incompetent, inefficient, or worthless. Failing to be or appear successful. Then their desire is having high status and respect, being admired, successful, and valuable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and like I said, we definitely, we need our threes for sure. Right. Yeah. What are mm-hmm. 
great things about threes. Threes, strengths to build on. They're ambitious, adaptable, confident, mm. enthusiastic. Holy cow, are they enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. You will see so many threes. They're so enthusiastic. It's wonderful. Champions of others, very productive. A natural authority figure. They're multitaskers. They're the best at multitasking. Yeah. And they're super, super efficient. Yes. They really are. Mm-hmm. I, I, and this takes getting used to if you have a three in your life because it can feel critical. But I will have my way of doing something and my three will be like, oh, well, you should have done it this way. Okay, yeah, that would have been way more efficient, but that's not how I did it. But they, it's just, they see it and it comes to their head and they're quick and they're generally right. So you need a three in your life. Yes. Yes. And they're fun. They're creative in their games and Mm -hmm. things. They make things fun. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. It's been fun to watch to be as driven as I am as an eight and be married to a three. You guys get things done because oh those are gosh, eight and get threes get things done. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And a lot of times we have to remind ourselves that not everyone is like us. Yeah, and true. our kids. Yes. I was literally having this conversation with our children that when we were for spring break, we were in Orlando and we do the Sea World parks. There were barely any lines. That's why I, that's how I do it because everyone goes to Disney World, so there are no lines. So we went on everything, three or four different parks, and so. They loved that, but then I had to explain to them, just so you guys know, you have extremely fast parents. Like, when you go with anyone else, this is going to be a whole new experience yeah. for you. Like, trying to prepare them for the real yeah, world Yeah, you should. Because <laughs> so of how fast-paced and future-oriented uh, We just we went to a water park, or we went to Bush Gardens, and I realized I'm always at the, the back of it, and Ryan is the leader, and he, like, moves it forward, and then I'm in the back, making sure all the kids are, like, together, but also because I don't move as fast. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. So, I tell my kids, always stay in front of me. That's my role, because they're always behind me, because I'm you. going so fast. It's like, what? stay in front of me. But is Chris leading you? Like, is he He's the Right next to me. Okay. Nope. Yeah. He's just okay. right next to me. Okay. Well, because he's he he didn't grow up with all the theme park stuff. Yeah. So I'm more of the resident expert in that. Mm. So he's just like holding on for the ride. Yes. So, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Exactly. Running all over the park. Literally. Right. How about our precious fours. fours? Okay. Moving on to our fours. Okay. The fours are the romantic. Right. So that's what I they're love called. That. The, romantic the romantic individualist. Okay? I love it. All right. So then healthy fours are deeply creative, emotionally honest and connected and attuned to beauty. Fours feel something important is missing from their essential makeup though. They want to be as special and they want to be unique. So the fun thing about a four is um, one of my friends is a four and we joke around that once I figure out something about her, she's going to change it because then she's not unique anymore. Right. Mm, right? Which yeah. is, is just fun. Oh. Um, they are the most toes. complex type on the Enneagram. Yeah. What you see is never what you get. Mm. However, their authenticity is really high. So mm. that always is a little, a little questioning to me with that part. But you, what you see is never what you get because they can just change it. There are always more things running beneath the surface. Um, they are their feelings, and they want supersized feelings. So if you ask most numbers how they feel, they might give you a one-word answer, like with one feeling. Mm-hmm. Fours have the gift to be able to give you like five or six words to explain all their feelings in detail. Wow. And you can almost, if you listen, you know, you can really understand where they're coming from yeah. if they wow. open up and tell you. Hmm. All right. The search for authenticity means everything to fours. Right? Mm. They think first, they feel second, and they are doing repressed. All right. So fours, fives, and nines are doing repressed. And so it's not that a four is lazy. Right? They're just, again, they think about doing things. It's just, it all goes back to their core motivation as to why they're not going to start doing it. Yeah. You know, because then they might think, oh my gosh, you know, I could be creative, but then when it's over, 
what am I going to do then? And, you know, it's, so it's, it's more like all the internal stuff and all the feeling stuff they go through that then keeps them from doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so their, or their, um, can't talk core weakness is envy feeling that they are tragically flawed, that something foundational is missing inside of them and others possess qualities that they lack. Right? Mm. So you will, you will hear that fours, it's like they are a missing puzzle piece that never can be found. It is burned, destroyed. It can never be found. Trust me, I've tried to find it for people, <laughs> and it's not there. Because if you find it, they'll lose another piece. Okay? Mm. So then, hmm. all right, we've got then the fear, being inadequate, emotionally cut off. Plain, mundane, defective, flawed, or insignificant are all the fears of the four. Mm. Their, their desire, though, is to be unique, special, and authentic. And the best way that they can have strengths as a parent that they can build on is being creative, affectionate, insightful, emotional mm. depth, and awareness. They're very intuitive. They value beauty and meaning, and they're very authentic. Just mm. got to ask the questions to dig down and get the, res- the answers then. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Moving on to the five. Five. Fives are called the investigative thinkers. Mm. Healthy fives have a long view of things. They manage an appropriate balance between participation and observation, engaging with others comfortably, and demonstrating true neutrality. Okay, they're like the... I don't like calling it a flatline, but i got to figure out another way to do that. It gives you kind of the visual of they have this neutral feeling base. So you can... Like I always say, you know, if if you need to put your dog down, go to a five because... They're not going to let all their feelings come in. Where if you went to a two, you know, they'd buy mm-hmm. you casserole, you know, or buy you a puppy right. and make right. you a casserole. So it's like, know your people. Uh, they experience the world as intrusive, overwhelming, and draining, typically mm. introverted and analytical. Fives don't believe that they have enough inner resources or energies to meet the demands of life. Fives often become an expert in a field of study. They love knowledge. Mm. They're mm-hmm. not ruled by their feelings because they'll just let it go. Right? That's amazing. Yeah, amazing. Just let How it go. How nice that yeah. is. Like, I've often heard go. fives um, live life like on a battery pack, yeah, and they have a certain amount, mm-hmm. and when that's gone, they're done. They're done. Mm-hmm. So they'll be the ones that like disappear on you at, yes. at a party. Where do like, they go? Where do they go? Because yes. they're done. They're exactly. done, and they're yeah. exiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. I've heard that they have like they start the day without a fully charged battery. Okay, mm-hmm. so they didn't plug it in. You, you know, they can't yeah. plug it in, whatever. Yeah. And then I heard someone say that they have, for relationships, it's like a 25% battery. Yeah. Mm. So that explains a lot about it. We need our fives. Yeah. Holy cow, do we need yeah. our fives? Okay, yeah. I was just reading Elon Musk and some other, you know, they're, they're fives. Mm-hmm. And so we need our fives out there that yes. are, you know, researching and doing all that stuff. Yeah, they're the ones, the brilliant ones. Yeah. <laughs> so they are the think, feel, do. With fives, what they will, they'll overanalyze also. They'll think and then they'll feel and they'll think and then they'll feel about it. And then they don't want to get started because, again, it goes against their core motivation. Am I going to have the energy to get this done? Do I have and do I know enough about this project? Wait, did you say think, feel, do? Yeah, think, feel, oh. do. Yeah, fours, fives, and nines. And so they, yeah, so they hmm. will have to analyze. Do I have enough energy to get this yeah. done? Yeah. Do you, you know, maybe I shouldn't. I'll start it later. It's mm-hmm. always later, later, later. Yeah. yeah. And so, again, they're doing repressed in the sense that, they think about doing, mm-hmm. but it's getting it, you know, they need other people in their life to kind of drag them into it and get them going. Mm. Okay. All right. So then the fears, or sorry, we'll do the weakness of the five is avarice, right? That I learned this new word too. Now you are. Like, like, what, what does that mean, okay. guy? <laughs> uh, okay. It's depletion of resources. So oh, okay. feelings that you lack inner resources 
and that too much interaction with others will lead to catastrophic depletion. That's oh. their biggest fear. It's catastrophic depletion. Someone yeah. will just suck the life out of them. Seriously, that is what they're afraid of, and that's why they will withdraw and, yeah. and pull up. Okay? Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, so then uh, withdrawing yourself from contact with the world, holding on to your resources, and minimizing your needs. Right? Mm-hmm. Their fear is being annihilated, invaded, or not existing, being thought as incapable or ignorant. Right? Having obligations placed upon you or your energy being completely depleted. Again, catastrophic depletion is their wow. biggest fear. Okay. So if a five needs a break, give them a break. Give them a break. Right. Okay. Two numbers. Don't push them. Never <laughs> throw a surprise party for no a five or six. Are helpful a five or six. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Never throw a surprise party for a five you know, or six. Our friend okay. is a six and she has told me that before. Do not throw a surprise party. If you for do, me. tell her last minute so she can prepare. Because she yeah. has to prepare her mm-hmm. feelings, how she's gonna react, what yeah. she's gonna say. And so she needs to be ready for the surprise. And again, this just shows why this is so important. Yes. If you know a person them. is that mm-hmm. in your life, you can be sensitive to that. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So what are So then great being capable them? and competent is the biggest desire of a okay. of, of five. And then the fives, the strengths they can build on, they're curious, value knowledge, practical, mm-hmm. wise, yes. competent, independent insightful, skillful, predictable, like the nine, non-judgmental, mm-hmm. and self-controlled. Ooh, yeah, okay? those are great. Mm. There is our five. All right, let's All right, move along six. to the six. All right, six. R is the loyalist, right? The loyal guardian. Healthy sixes are productive, logical thinkers who almost always organize their thoughts and actions around what would be most advantageous for the common good. They are the questioners, worst scenario thinkers. If you are not a six, when everybody, they're the what if people. You know, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? And we need them so much, all right? I could go into so much on that. I mean, literally, like, to live, we need sixes to keep us alive. (laughs) All right? The what ifs, what could happen. Some believe that they're more than half the world's population. Six value community, okay? They don't like to be alone. Uh, Once you have won a six's trust, you have won it for life. They do not trust their own thinking. They have an inner committee, not an inner critic, but they have an inner committee that constantly goes through all the ways things could go or what could go wrong, right? And so that inner committee has a hard time helping them make decisions then because there's so many parts. So they think out loud. Again, they are feel first, do second, and then they think last. So they're mm. thinking repressed. Okay. So they think, need to think, think out first. loud. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where right. the other numbers, like a five who's a real big thinker and you know all that, he's already thought all the things in his head. Mm-hmm. So when he goes into the conversation, he's way ahead of the six who hasn't even verbalized it out loud mm. or thought about it yet. Okay. So you're saying because they process out loud, they yes. can't think it through. They're yes. not thinking it oh, really clearly. That's why like a two, mm-hmm. if you just let them vent, mm-hmm. let them go to all extremes yeah. and just vent. They process it out loud, they hear what they sound like out loud, and they regroup, and you don't even have to say much. That is the whole idea of the processing out loud that makes it great, okay? And then, um, yeah, so the whole thing is, you know, help sixes make decisions. They're going to give you all the possibilities. Best thing you can do with a six, though, is since they are kind of worst-case scenario thinkers, if they say, you know, a meteor's going to hit, you know, it's like... Don't say things, this is how you can love on them better. Not saying things like, you're being ridiculous. Right. Right. Don't say that. We won't even know. You know, it's like, it'll be done. So, but the whole idea is you walk them through it. Okay. If this happens, what will you do? What will you do in that situation? Mm -hmm. Who's going to be there to support you? Right. And instead of making them feel kind of dumb for their their question, you know, get in that, in that relationship because you will lose their trust and loyalty. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. But once you earn it from that six, you've got it. You are good. So the fear, or sorry, the uh, sin, the weakness of the six is anxiety. Okay. They constantly with, they live with anxiety, you guys. Yeah. Um, fear is their biggest fear. Uh, scanning the horizon of life and trying to predict and prevent negative outcomes, especially worst case scenarios. Remaining in a constant state of apprehension and worry. Mm-hmm. Okay. That mm-hmm. is their it's weakness tough. and something mm-hmm. they're going to struggle with forever. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they're kind of used to it. Like mm-hmm. we might look at some of these things on some of the numbers and be like, oh gosh, I can't imagine that. But you know what? God equipped them. Yeah. He knows exactly how he made them. Yeah. So you know? that might be hard to hear, but we'll, there's so many good things about them Oh my gosh, we too. need you sixes, of yeah. course. And they know this. We it's won't live without you. No. <laughs> this isn't news to them. Yeah. They're hearing me say this so and they're not the feeling sorry for themselves. Great they know. things. Yeah. So, well, we're going to do the fear real quick. The fearing, the fear itself, being without support, security, or guidance, being blamed, targeted, alone or physically abandoned. Again, they love their people and being around their people. And then their core desire is having security, guidance, and support, right? Mm-hmm. And the way that they're strong is they, as parents, they're reliable, loyal, steady, mm-hmm. humorous, able to foresee problems. They're team players. They protect the underdog, very logical, and they're troubleshooters. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. Those right, are our, sixes. our sixes. All right, the sevens, the last Less, ones here. But the best. Yes, of course, of course. Always the best. <laughs> This is funny about Me. sevens. When sevens read about themselves, they're like, ha, ha, I'm a seven. Yeah. I'm fantastic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only number that the other numbers don't okay with. feel that way. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That is so, so, so true. People love hearing that they're a seven. Or if they don't want to be another number, they want to be a seven. The, yes, I hear right? many people okay. say, I just wish I was a seven. And the reason is because seven is the entertaining optimist, right? Healthy sevens are not only fun and adventurous, but also spiritually grounded, practical, and resilient. Sevens embody joy and a boundless love for life, but they want to avoid pain, often at all costs. They're the ones making jokes at the funerals, guys. All right? They're vulnerable to addictions. The whole concept of that is the thought that you're constantly wanting something more, okay? It kind of goes along with their one of their weaknesses we're going to talk about, um, which is gluttony. But always wanting more can make them more vulnerable to being addicted to shopping, being addicted to anything, really. Just getting out, having adventure, doing something new. So they're, um, they're great at reframing things with a positive spin. They silver lining everything because they're avoiding pain at all costs, remember. Uh, they love flexibility and to not be tied down, okay? Commitment for an, a seven is really really kind of difficult, okay? <laughs> Unhealthy sevens, a I lot of times are what you're talking I'm about. just looking at Barkley. In <laughs> the most committed relationships for a lot of, um, the, you know, more of the beginning parts of their life, you will see that, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. And of course, you have the other extremes, you know, that then say, okay, I'm going to find areas of fun and everything else. I'm going to get married, you know, fine, I'll commit. You know, but then I'm going to find extremes and other things to do with every other yeah. part of my life, okay? Um, they love flexibility. Like I said, not be tied down. They live for the next adventure. They want the buffet of life. They do first, they think second, and they have to remind themselves also that they should have more feelings instead of brushing it aside. And they have their feelings, but they're like, oh, that's not going to be, that's no, I'm not going to think about that. And just kind of will push it to mm-hmm. the side. So they mm-hmm. are feelings repressed. Their um, weakness is gluttony, feeling a great emptiness inside and having an insatiable desire to fill yourself up with experiences and stimulation in hopes of feeling completely satisfied and content, right? Their fear is being deprived, trapped in emotional pain, limited or bored. You guys, one of their biggest feared is boredom, okay? So a lot of numbers hear that and they're like, oh my gosh, I wish I could have Sounds that fear. amazing. You know, exactly. They're, you're, but again, <laughs> think about it along the lines of your biggest fear, you know, and then put your biggest fear of conflict, you know, mm-hmm. with bored. Like right. that's their biggest fear. 
That's so, so yes, strange. it's different. Yeah. So missing out on something not strange. Fun. It's it, uh, I understand uh, you careful, better. Careful. I understand. Careful. What's interesting is Barkley will say, "No, that's not. You know, boredom isn't my my yeah, biggest not, fear. The idea though of not having fun, like you guys, even through the avoiding sure. pain, yeah. you reword bored." Oh, <laughs> I, you still do something when you're bored. Like, you know, just, just, it's not boredom. Yeah. I know. No, I'm never bored. I, you know, it's the adventure of life. And yeah. so then their sure. biggest um, desire is being happy, fully satiated or satisfied, mm. satiated, whatever, both. And content is their mm. biggest thing. And then sevens. All right. This is the strengths you can build on. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're right. upbeat, entertaining storytellers, visionaries, energetic, mm. fun, positive, risk taking and creative. There yes. you go. Woohoo! Right, is it possible to have Ooh, a two-hour podcast? I know, exactly. I know. I'm, I'm going to part two. I know, <laughs> right? I feel like we'll have to continue, maybe have you back sometime to talk more. But Real quick, I forgot about twos real fast. They're, they're the ones that we want to remember to go back just about the um, the order of what they do. Twos are, they think, deal, feel, then they do, and then they have to remind themselves that they have to think about something. Okay. Mm, okay. So they're always thinking, twos are always thinking, but it's not about, it's about relationships and what did I do wrong and where should I have been? You know, like, should I have said this better? So they got to make sure they're thinking about the right thing. And that's why they'll talk it out loud. And there you go. In your discovery of discovering who you are out there, I think one, another thing that's important is at least something that I had a hard time with because others told me what I was <laughs> earlier than I was ready for because I had met so many sevens in my life that I was clearly not like. Yeah. So can you speak to that a little yeah, bit? Just you're running from your core motivation no, of pain. But, no, not even that, though. It's just there are so many, many shades, shades to sevens. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Or yes. whatever your number yeah, is. Nine, so you many. might not look like right. another nine, and I think that's mm-hmm. important to share because... Yes. Because of the other deeper things in the Enneagram. Yes, exactly. In the live stream, you talked about different colors. So like yeah. if you think of the color blue, describing someone, yeah. then or a number, and how many shades there are at Home Depot of blue. You know, right. it's like, think about that. Yeah. And it's because there's so many influences, you know, our upbringing, culture, levels of help, health, I should say, in your type, yeah. uh, like your wing, like the wings that you have, the numbers mm-hmm. that you go next to, that's a whole nother topic too. But that right. basically the number next to you or are your wings. Introverts or extroverts. you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So like a three wing four is completely different than a three wing two, but they're both motivated by the same thing. Yeah. So I think that's important to note that it all comes down to that motivation. So when you're doing your research and uh, digging into this, look at that motivation mm-hmm. or look at what it is you constantly find yourself struggling with and going mm-hmm. back to consistently. Mm-hmm. And that will point to something consistent every yes, time. Yes. If mm-hmm. you find yourself, I don't like the word triggered, probably anything, but yeah. I like the word activated. So it's like when something activates yeah. me, then all of a sudden I'll realize, Ooh, what core motivation is that hitting? Yeah. Mm. yeah. And you can dive more into yourself and kind of figure mm-hmm. that out and mm-hmm. pray about it too. Mm-hmm. Well, we want to talk farther, but our time is at oh, the end. Man. So I'm sorry, but I have to close us. And we just wanted to make sure that we made it clear that the Chapel Mops After Party is a production of Mops International. And we just want to remind you that the opinions discussed are solely the opinions of ours and don't necessarily represent Mops or the Chapel. 
Um, so do your own investigating. And if you wouldn't mind liking and subscribing, we'd so appreciate your support as always. And the Chapel Mops After Party is proudly part of the Mops Podcast Network. There is a group of moms who get you, need you, and are here to remind you that you are never alone. So find your mom village online or in person at mops.org backslash find a group. Thanks, Di. We loved having you. Oh my gosh, I love being here. (laughs) Can't wait to talk more. Woo!